Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 6, Episode 12, Breast Side Up. Mary, what happened this week? Colin and Susan separately wonder how much they should worry about leaving Kelly and Brandon for Thanksgiving. They should, but not a lot. But also not a little considering how many times people just kiss each other in this show and pretend it's nothing. Val wants to be in charge of making Thanksgiving, but with David's mom spending the holiday with them, she finds it hard to maintain control. It doesn't help that Val doesn't wake up in time to start cooking. But luckily, Sheila showed up at like 7am and did everything, including cooking the turkey upside down. Val finds some consolation in the fact that Sheila is happy that Val makes David happy. Donna goes to Joe's court deposition where she has to sit right across from Ray while not getting to say anything in Joe's defense. But then she goes against Joe, a Thanksgiving birthday boy, a super great football birthday gift. She also decides that Joe is kind of the best and she wants to bang him. And another of Aries' predictions came true. Steve struggles with feeling inferior to Claire and all of the faculty members at Chancellor Arnold's cocktail party. At least he runs into his advisor, who actually gives some, Steve some advice um, about learning that bullshitting is kind of a real skill. Claire falls in love with that for some reason. When I tell you... I, like, did a victory lap around my living room <laughs> when Joe said he was a virgin. Or, sorry, that he doesn't believe in premarital sex. Because, weirdly, neither of them would just say the word virgin. Right. Or just say, like, I don't know. The use of the word premarital was what got me. I'm like, just say you don't want to have sex until you're married. Like... <laughs> Well, and then Donna was like, so are you telling me you have no sexual history? Right. I have no sexual history. <laughs> it sounded like they were comparing, like, medical charts. <laughs> right? It's like, just say you're a virgin. Just move on. Mm -hmm. But no, like, literally during that scene, I was writing in my notes, I was like, he's either going to break up with her because of what Steve, or yeah, Steve Young said, or he's going to tell her he's a virgin. And then he said he didn't believe in premarital sex. And I paused it to, like, throw my hands do, in the air. Do a little dance. I was like, I knew it. I mean, it is interesting. Like, obviously, we'll get into it. But the little breadcrumbs that we've been given about Joe very much align with Donna's upbringing. I mean, the fact that he, like, points out that we should say grace, you know, mm -hmm. before eating the meal. And he has one, like, on deck, ready to go. Um, yeah, it's just, and we heard, I think it was last episode, he's talking about faith and things like that. And it's just interesting how they haven't really gone there with the show yet. And I'm kind of surprised six seasons in that we, this is the first time we've had somebody who might be religious or might have similar ideals <laughs> to Donna. It just, it kind of amazed me that it's taken this long. Right. And like, yeah, now that I know it's taken this long and he's so perfect for her, they're going to rip it away from us. She is going to break up with him to go back to Ray to save his football career. I can see it. Oh, man. So you're thinking Donna's going to play a martyr. I think she's going to have to. Mm. 
I mean, yeah, we'll get there because that's like 20 minutes into the episode. <laughs> because before we get to perfect Joe and Donna, we have to talk about Kelly and Colin and Brandon and Susan, where Susan and Colin, yeah, both understand like, I'm a little jealous and I feel like I should be worried about leaving you for a long weekend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're right. I mean, what's interesting though is this is so common, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's super common for especially if you haven't been dating that long to like get that twinge of jealousy for a person just being around the opposite sex in general, much mm-hmm. less somebody that you were engaged to six months ago. Like the fact that they, Kelly and Brandon, remained friends after that, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I would right? be worried too. But what's silly, I guess not silly, but it's just why aren't Brandon and Kelly jealous that Susan and Colin are just going off to New York? You know, like they're not worried about them potentially hooking up with somebody else. I mean, we know that Susan had a former relationship or a former crush or whatever on the former editor. So, yeah, why isn't Brandon a little, like, territorial? I don't know. I mean, I understand what they were doing, but... Right, and I can only assume that this is, like, you know, graduation day, senior breakfast, where everything is focused on the friends. So, like... We don't have time to be jealous of Colin and Susan because we're too busy with Brandon and Kelly. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Brandon and Kelly literally did not take any time away from each other. Like, she turned him down, which she later admits was only for, like, his relationship with Dylan, not because she wanted to say no. Mm -hmm. And then, like, literally the next episode, we saw them together. Like, she did go to New York, but it's not like – they like really truly took time apart from each other yeah it was like the natural time apart right like it's like you get a job over the summer or you know you you make plans it's not like it's deliberate space Mm. yeah and I do appreciate Colin admitting that he's jealous like I appreciate him and Susan being like look I gotta be honest I wish this weren't happening Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I mean, it's a little refreshing to hear that because I feel like it's pretty hard to admit that sometimes because you don't want to sound, like, insecure or, I don't know, you just don't want to sound like you're worried, but they are, and like we've said, they have a right to be. Yeah, and unfortunately, I feel like them being insecure is kind of what put all of this in Kelly and Brandon's minds. Like, I'm not saying there's not something in the back of their heads that they look at each other and are like, oh, my God, it's Brandon or, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. it's Kelly. But, like, Thanksgiving does not make you feel sexy. You're eating a bunch of carbs and turkey and watching football and, like, you're surrounded by so many people. But then, you know, your boyfriend says, like, I'm jealous and I'm worried about you with this other guy. And all of a sudden you're looking at Brandon shoveling sweet potatoes in his mouth like – Hmm. <laughs> Which, speaking of, Brandon makes a comment about his famous bourbon sweet potatoes, and that causes, well, not just that, but, like, that kind of leads us into 
the grocery store, the next scene, they go to Ralph's last minute to get all of their Thanksgiving food. Cindy the Walsh sh- would be so disappointed. She is probably like in Hong Kong right now being like, Thanksgiving is ruined. I don't know how, <laughs> but I can sense it. Exactly. I got to say, like, the shopping montage was a choice. Yeah, for sure. Like, like Steve just opening a bag of chips and salsa and eating it. Definitely relatable. But, like, the idea that they could go last minute and all of them find exactly what they were looking for, have no problem getting in and out, and they literally fill the back of Joe's truck. Yes. And it almost looked like the grocery bags were, like, double bagged. (laughs) It was so much and so wasteful. And, like, Claire taking the individual paper towel things, it was like, just get an eight-pack. Right. Right. Just whatever. It was just so weird, too, because also when we see Steve eating his bag of chips, it's like the camera was, like, in the shopping cart. (laughs) Yeah. No, it felt very – from below. (laughs) It felt very uh, supermarket sweep. Very much so. I got that vibe too. Yeah. I was like, are there GoPros in 1995? (laughs) I doubt it. I love it so much when we get those weird little camera angles, like the one on the Lazy Susan from that other Thanksgiving episode with Brandon and uh, Emily Valentine just like moving the camera anyway sorry I'm done no I totally forgot about that that's a good point what is it about Thanksgiving that makes us want to or makes them want us to see so many different angles of things I do feel like you know you get a Thanksgiving episode and it is a chance to just like do whatever you want right like the Thanksgiving episodes are pretty routinely just weird episodes in tv agreed agreed And so for some reason, Claire and Steve are going to her father's Thanksgiving cocktail party for the faculty, which like, who has a cocktail party the night before Thanksgiving? Everyone should be with their families or prepping their own turkeys. Like, well, and that's the thing too, is like, usually, I mean, especially in college, like you tend to get the week off Mm -hmm. or at least like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So you would think that includes the faculty too, right? So yeah, to your points, like they should probably be with their families. <laughs> or like prepping finals or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's very important to point out that Steve is invited to this and like David never got invited to mm-hmm. spend time with Claire's dad and the faculty friends. Well, and Claire like deliberately kept David away from like – she did not want him meeting her dad. Yeah. So and weird. It's so weird. And Steve is like offended that she's embarrassed of him, but I really just wanted a conversation to happen between Steve and David where David was like, I never met her dad and we dated for like a year. Right. Yeah, because remember in the first episode of this season, we get like, I think it was – Brandon, Steve, and David, when they're going to visit, like, potential apartments and stuff, mm-hmm. they're kind of, like, chatting about their relationships and, like, their little love lives or whatever, and we don't get that a lot, and mm-hmm. I feel like we should. Like, that – I don't know. Like, friends talk to each other about what's going on in their relationships, so right. I feel like we need a little bit more of that, especially when you are dating within the group. 
Yeah, and like, don't spend all this time on a shopping montage. Spend the time having Brandon, Steve, and David talk about how they all, like, technically had some sort of a relationship with Claire. Mm -hmm. Set Steve up for success so he's not sitting in a corner getting drunk and eating pistachios. (laughs) Oh my god, the pistachios. I was so mad at him. (laughs) Well, I also have to point out something, too. It's like, Claire is trying to decide what wine to buy. And I'm like, aren't you, number one, not 21, and number two, kind of like David, younger than the rest of them? So isn't she technically, like, maybe 19? Yeah, I How think How are you she... going to buy wine? I assume that, like, Steve would have to buy it for her. Yeah, you'd think. Because we know Kelly is 21, because we went to her 21st birthday where she had the weird jazz birthday. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was definitely a uh, interesting choice. And then Steve being like, well, you know, all the faculty, they're just going to be drinking sherry. It's like, who drinks sherry? <laughs> Sir. Steve is dumb. Steve is so <laughs> dumb. Poor guy. And then outside, like right outside the grocery store, Kelly and Brandon are looking at flowers, which like – is the beginning of the Kelly Brandon like weirdness where she picks up flowers and Brandon's like, you always make things so pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, sir, what would your girlfriend say? You would not say that if Susan was there. 100%. I mean, he wouldn't have even gone up to her picking out flowers if Susan were there. Like, yeah, it's like they had to just drop in these little flirtatious moments to just, like, remind us, hey, these two were together and Susan and Colin's, like, jealousy claims are not unfounded. Yeah, and it's fine. I get what they're doing. And it's weird because I really liked Kelly and Brandon together. Mm-hmm. But I just don't get – why this show puts so many people cheating all the time? Like, just don't do it. Just stop it. Don't flirt with each other just because no one's watching you. Yeah, they make cheating look like the easiest and most normal thing that happens. Right. Like, that would make my stomach turn if I oh, was, yeah. like, flirting with a guy just because John was at the gym or something. Yeah. it do- Yeah, or, like – Especially in your friend group. Like, yeah. can you imagine flirting with, like, any of... <laughs> right, I can't, like, name like, a person. Like, yeah. Like, it just doesn't compute. I swear none of the characters in this show have object permanence. Like, <laughs> you separate them with a wall, and <laughs> they don't fucking exist anymore. Yep. It's so true. I mean, literally, when Colin and Susan call later, they take it in the other room. They won't even have the conversation around people. Right. And so they finish grocery shopping. They go outside. They completely fill Joe's truck, except they've somehow forgotten things. There's also that weird moment, like, we start seeing the Val and David's mom, like, two sides that David has to choose between because David's mom picked up Romaine and Val picked up Iceberg. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who picks Iceberg? (laughs) A (laughs) 20-year-old. I was so upset. But 
yeah, they filled the truck. They forgot something. Joe runs back to get it. And this is when Donna tells everyone like, oh, yeah, we're about to go to his deposition. But once that's over, I don't want to talk about it for the rest of the weekend. It makes sense, though. Like, she just wants to have a normal holiday, right? Like, stress-free. Just hang out with your boyfriend. Don't worry about all that drama. Um, Yeah, and, like, when Donna and – or Joe goes back in to get the chopped walnuts, and then Donna goes after him because she's like, he doesn't know what he's looking for. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kelly and Brandon talk a little bit about the situation. And this is – like, as much as I hate, you know, them forcing Brandon and Kelly together in this episode, I at least appreciate the fact that they're, like, having a real conversation, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's like we said – it's like I said earlier. It's like you don't – we don't see this enough where it's – like, all these conversations tend to happen off screen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we could really benefit from that because it just gives you a little bit more insight into the characters and how they feel about certain situations and like how they would handle things. And yeah, so it's like I I was happy we at least got a substantial conversation from them without just like throwing in all these like flirty comments and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, speaking of off screen conversations, like Brandon says that he knows what's going on with Donna and Ray because Val told him. Mm-hmm. Which, like, yeah, I don't think we need that conversation, but it would be nice to, like, keep seeing Brandon and Val have, like, a brother-sister type relationship. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting that, yeah, like, Brandon has just found out what was happening with Donna and Ray, and I think he makes this comment of, like, you never know what's going on inside of a person. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, Brandon would have no idea. He was drunk in Palm Springs, and then, like, he and Donna don't just hang out. Yeah, for sure. But they get home, they unpack the car, and they have the, like, most adorable little friend argument about whether or not they're going to watch TV while they eat or whether they're going to sit at the dining room table because Val wants this to be, like, a very special Thanksgiving with all the friends and all the guys are like, but the Cowboys are on at four. Mm-hmm. Which, Which, relatable. <laughs> so relatable. Like, when we do Thanksgiving with John's family, like, there's just not a dining room table big enough for all of us. So, like, half the people will, you know, sit inside at tables. Some people will sit in front of, like, the parade or I think, like, the dog show is on that day. And then there's, like, a whole other subset of people that just goes outside and watches football. Mm-hmm. And I am in that subset. <laughs> And I regret nothing anytime. It's at this point that, like, somebody has talked to Nat. I guess Nat called and said that their pies are ready and they can go to the peach pit to pick them up. And for some reason, Kelly and Brandon decide to go by themselves. Yep. And and it's at this point where Steve and Val start, like, stirring the pot a bit, right? Like, Steve's like, oh, look at them. Like... They're going off together or whatever. I think this is where they make the comment about the fact that they just broke up like six months ago or like were mm-hmm. engaged or almost engaged six months ago, six months mm-hmm. ago or something like that. And I'm like, mm, you guys are just potsters. I love that, you know, the whole beginning of this season was Val, you know, pulling a thing so that the friends would love her and so she could get in with the avocado heads, but she can't help herself. Mm-mm. 
Like there is some part of her that she has to be like, I mean, Kelly is dating Colin, but they were almost engaged six months ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I I love it. She just can't help it. And, like, I feel like Steve talking to her is completely clueless in what's going on. Oh, for sure. Like, he's just talking to talk. It's not to do anything. Mm-hmm. But I love when they get in the car with each other. It's, like, kind of awkward. Yeah. It is a little awkward. It's like they don't know how to just be because of either their previous drama or they just don't hang out one-on-one anymore. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's got to be because of the fact that Colin and Susan said something to them. But like, yeah, Kelly starts this conversation with like, so how's life, Brandon? He's like, what are you talking about? I see you every day. Mm -hmm. And then it gets weird because like, Kelly brings up Dylan and then she's like you know I don't know if maybe while Susan was getting ready to leave and you guys were talking like did she you know say anything about being jealous because Colin did mm-hmm. like why would you bring that up yeah it was like it almost seemed like she wanted to acknowledge the weirdness but also, she couldn't help herself either. It's like she needed to almost like sort of subtly communicate her feelings to see if Brandon was on the same page mm-hmm. because she couldn't help herself. Oh, yeah. It's like they want it to happen. Yeah. Because Brandon, because Susan's not there, could easily have been like, no, Susan's totally confident in our relationship. Why would you say that? Like, He could have shut that down in five seconds, and he Mm -hmm. chose not to. Yep. And while they're being super weird on the way to the peach pit, for some reason, Val and David's mom are talking about cooking in the kitchen, and Val is just so annoyed by the fact that someone is telling her how to cook a turkey that she has very definitely never cooked before in her life. Yeah, she, like, makes this whole comment about, like, wanting to do all of this herself, and she's mad that Sheila's, like, taking over. But I think, I mean, I can understand where she's coming from in a sense, but mm-hmm. Thanksgiving's a pretty ambitious meal to do by yourself, like, in general, but then also if you haven't done it before. So she's almost like, it's almost like she's getting territorial over Thanksgiving even though she definitely needs the help. Well, and I think, you know, something that kind of bothers me about this, and I think I like realized this later in the episode, is that David's mom clearly needs this more than Val does. So she kind of needs to get over herself for David and for his mom. Yeah, and like, that's a good point, because I feel like Val has in the past, been really good with this kind of stuff. Like, I don't know what if, like, what the right word is, but she just treats these types of things, like, really tenderly mm-hmm. because she's been through some trauma herself. So you would think that, I mean, the fact that she was so nice to her in the grocery store parking lot, just, like, she, you know, his mom thanked her for inviting her and, like, things like that. She's like, oh, we're so happy to have you, like, da-da-da. Like, you would think based on that, 
she would be open and, and willing to accept the help. And yeah, because Sheila probably needs it more than they need, you know, all of this. It's like you would just think that Val would have treated this with a little bit more tenderness because she typically has. Yeah. And it just bothered me because like, you know, Kelly and Brandon come back and they make some comment from, you know, cooking advice that Nat sent along about cooking the turkey breast side up versus mm-hmm. uh, Sheila wants to cook it breast side down, which is the title of the episode. And okay. But like, it just sets Val off. She's like, yeah, that's what I was going to do. But Sheila is being a so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Like, I just – I don't appreciate that they just made Val mean for, like, 48 hours. She gets over yeah. it very fast. Mm-hmm. And also, I think this is the first time I've noticed that giant pasta poster they have in the in the kitchen, and I loved I, it. I did not notice that. <laughs> it's just a giant red poster with pasta on it. That's awesome. Like – it's very like early 20s had to decorate the kitchen with something and wanted food but chose a poster rather than like framing something. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like something Steve probably found and was like, "Ooh, food." <laughs> I think this is exactly what happened. And this is when Colin calls and Kelly does the thing of like, "Oh, I'll take this in the other room." And we never actually hear the conversations. We just know that like she's uncomfortable talking to Colin in the same room as Brandon and Mm -hmm. Val notices. She just keeps stirring that pot. She can't help herself. She just can't. So we move away from the Walsh house for just a little while because we have to go over to Joe's deposition. Um, And at this point, the lawyer comes in and like basically just tells Donna, Hey, if you don't remember something or, you don't want to answer something or whatever like just say you don't remember or like you know I don't recall like things like that it's classic lawyer speak or whatever um if a question starts to trip you up and Donna clearly looks nervous and is obviously worried but she's a little distracted because she's got a she tells Joe that she has a surprise that she's working on for him and this is when we learn that like it's his birthday or going to be his birthday which adorable like I know Thanksgiving is not the same day every year but the idea Mm -hmm. that the first year they're dating his birthday is Thanksgiving and her birthday is Christmas is just the cutest thing I do love that they're like holiday birthday you know little soulmates here (laughs) little twinsies yeah Mm -hmm. no it's the perfect relationship like I was real sus when he beat up Ray yep but I'm I'm on the Joe train now. I'm fully on board. No, me too. I mean, he's saying the right things. He's doing the right things. He's got, you know, he's good looking. He's smart. He's athletic. Like, there's a lot to like about Joe. And then Ray walks in. And just, ugh. I feel so bad that I see Ray and just get, like, like I'm physically averse to him now Mm -hmm. but I think that means that like Jamie Walters is doing this character very well oh yeah for sure I mean like the fact that you can 
I mean, it's such a double-edged sword, right? Like, the fact that he can take a character and do it so well that you're like, yeah, I hate you when I see you. It it sucks, but it also kudos to him. I mean, especially for a musician first, right? Like, Jamie mm-hmm. Walters was a musician first, not an actor. And he's done a great job of making us hate him. I know, right? Like, who would have thought Hedgehog Boy would become such a pivotal pivotal part of this role, mm-hmm. world? And, I mean, ugh, his lawyer makes me so mad, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I know what they're what they're doing, what she's doing. Like, she's his lawyer. She's trying to get truthful answers out of Donna, only talking about that Joe hit Ray and what happened after. Like, can you confirm that Joe hit Ray? How many mm-hmm. times did he hit him? Was it more than once? Did Ray hit him back? She completely ignores anything that happened before Joe hit Ray. And she asks, like, five questions. It takes two minutes tops. And then is like, I have everything I need. Bye. Yeah, it's very much like I don't need context. I just need, like, yes or no answers to these handcrafted questions that I've picked out. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to hear about anything that anybody was feeling. Just, did he hit him? And then did he, the other him, (laughs) goodness, too many of the same pronoun. Did Joe hit Ray? Did Ray hit Joe? Like, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, it very much made me think of in My Cousin Vinny when they're reading the transcript in court and it's like, and then I asked him, did you shoot the clerk? And he said, I shot the clerk. But like what he actually said was, I shot the clerk. Mm -hmm. It was a question. But when you're just reading the transcript, you don't have to end the inflection up. So it sounds like this man has confessed. Like, right. I totally get what they're doing. I know it's like a whole lawyer thing. And I was just like, but let Donna explain. She actually did have to go to the hospital because of this boy. There are witnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they don't – yeah. No, it's 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 like – it's such a frustrating thing. Like, And Donna is visibly frustrated in this mm-hmm. moment too because she's like, you don't understand. Like he was protect- – like she just wants to say he was protecting me because Ray, your client, was about to harm me. Yeah. But she can't. Yeah, because she can only answer the questions that are presented to her because that's how this works. And yeah, like this is really frustrating and, you know, that's all we get. Like they're slow rolling this legal proceeding Mm -hmm. because once that's over, they're done. And I think Joe is like, hey, let's go back over to Brandon's. They're going to be cooking all night. We can go hang out with your friends. But Donna says she has somewhere else to be. So, like, they split up and Joe presumably goes back to campus to, like, the football house. hmm And we kind of jump ahead to the night where we're at the faculty party and we find out that Steve's advisor who caught him cheating is one of Chancellor's best friends. Of course he is. Of course he is. And then the guy shows up and is like, he is kind of a dick. He's like, oh, I guess opposites do attract. Mm-hmm. And then immediately, like, makes Steve start to feel down on himself because he's like, what the heck, man? Like, yeah, I cheated, and I know I'm in remedial math, but I'm not that dumb. 
Well, and he kind of spirals about it. He's like, he's totally going to tell your dad. Your dad's going to hate me. All of these people, like, probably know, which, to be fair, I think is true. I think we have evidence that the faculty has been talking shit about Steve behind his back. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so he feels bad, like, like we just said, like, he feels down on himself and he thinks everyone thinks he's dumb too. So now he's decided to like lean into that. Mm -hmm. Cause he takes a whole pitcher of beer and a whole bowl of nuts and he just goes and sits in the corner and is the worst date ever. Mm -hmm. And then meanwhile, we have Donna doing the thing that she was trying to do her surprise for Joe. And she shows up on some studio lot and she's trying to talk to Steve Young, the quarterback. And she's like, we just call his agent and tell him I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like, when, it's so cute how, like, naive she is about this. She's like, no, just just call his agent. I'm sure it's fine. Which I love that the guy is like, you're not on the list. Nobody cleared you. And then we very clearly find out that Donna has never spoken to this man before in her life. <laughs> I do love that the car had sport agent as the license plate and they zoom in on it and then they have Donna go, sport agent, that's got to be him. <laughs> it's a clue. There's only one and it's that guy. Right? right? And I even like, I was, I wrote down how they spelled out sport agent on the license plate to be like, what if it was like Sparta giant or like spirit against yeah, like it literally means something entirely different and nothing to do with sports or agent. Yeah, and she just jumps in front of this guy's car and starts talking a mile a minute, and he's just like, I don't know who you are or what you're talking about. Exactly. Oh, no, ma'am. This is only my license plate because spaghetti was taken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, what if it was just like, you know, you can buy the license plates for like colleges? Like, what if he just bought a vanity license plate and put it on his car and he was like, no. Yeah. Who who are you? But, like, Donna is totally using nepotism for this. She's like, my dad is Dr. Martin who saved your life. Can mm -hmm. I meet Steve Young? Exactly. She's, like, trying to, like, pull strings here or whatever. And, yeah, she wants to invite Steve Young to come to the Walsh house to wish Joe a happy birthday. On Thanksgiving, because he's not doing anything better with his own family. Donna, you could have started with, like, could he just give this number a call? Right? Like, Donna, this is last minute, and the man is busy. He has a life. I mean... It was, it was just really cute, though, because she's like... In the name of love and football, could you please make my boyfriend's dreams come true? I like, don't get me wrong. She's adorable. And I totally like, if that girl jumps in front of your car and speaks a mile a minute about how her boyfriend like really needs this and it's his birthday. And by the way, my dad saved your life or whatever it was. Like, it was smart and it makes sense that it works. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, aim a little lower, Donna. Right. Phone call. And so we go back to the faculty party and Steve is definitely drunk and the advisor is like, you need to stop feeling sorry for yourself and sitting in this corner and you need to come meet some faculty. 
And then the stupidest thing I have seen in a while takes place in front of our eyes. <laughs> like, they're talking academically about television, and I feel like this is some sort of meta commentary on 90210 as a show. Mm-hmm. But then Steve is like, oh, well, you know, my mom, blah, 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 philosophy. You know, Samantha Sanders of the Hartley House. And, like, they're immediately enamored as if Samantha Sanders and now Steve are just the most amazing, you know, famous celebrity. And, oh, my God, I'm going to be intellectual. But the second that a celebrity is mentioned, I turn to goo, you know? Yeah, and he makes this comment about how she's got all of her scripts hardbound, which, like, that would take up a lot of space. Yeah, it would. First of all. And he's like, yeah, you can totally read her script. It was a very weird moment, and, like, Claire even calls him out. She's like, how could you have been, like, a consultant on her show at 10? Right. Yeah, because he tries to say, like, he contributed – story ideas to the show and then like one of those professors invites steve to be a guest speaker why why would you not be like can i have your mother's number right does she still talk to any of the writers on the show like (laughs) why would it be steve and for some reason this works out amazingly for him to the point that his advisor is like i'm proud to be your advisor yeah like you're a bullshitter and you're good at it. So good job, buddy. I'm glad I advise you. I It was so weird. And to be fair, cheating on his math placement test was also bullshitting, and he got caught with that. So, like, is he really that good of it? Right. Whatever. He's, like, in a much better mood now. He's ready to go be social and, like, name drop his mom to more people at this party. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And... So we go to the beach apartment where Donna is just getting home and she's kind of beating herself up about this deposition, but that she might have like done a good thing and convinced Steve Young to show up to Thanksgiving for Joe's birthday. But if that doesn't work, she's going to have sex with him. And and like, I kind of understand, like we kind of talked about this a little bit, but like, I kind of understand her rationale. Like she was thinking Mm -hmm. like, now that her mom told her that she you know, got pregnant out of wedlock, which I feel like wedlock is not used commonly anymore. <laughs> um, you know, that's kind of changed her whole line of thinking, right? I mean, it's classic. It's a classic TV thing if you have a character that does this or, like, goes through this because, like, Jane the Virgin did the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. she's like, what am I waiting for? You know, like, what? Like, I had this whole belief system and kind of like this whole idea in my head of like the reasons why I have I haven't gone there. And we all know if this had happened like two years earlier, she definitely would have had sex with David. Like we know that, you know, yeah. and because David was all about it. Um, so it's it's understandable for sure, you know, that she would basically have her whole belief system like kind of turned on its head to be like, you know what? Yeah, I should I should go have sex with Joe. Like I really like him. He's a good guy and yeah, that's what I want to do. And I do appreciate Kelly like not immediately going for it and being mm-hmm. like, "Well, I don't want you to do something you'll regret." 
Yeah. And, you know, it's at that point that just Donna says that she's afraid she'll lose Joe if she doesn't have sex with him because he's such a great guy. And that is not a good reason to have sex. Yeah. And Kelly even says, like, it's not worth it to lose everything you've ever believed in. Like, mm-hmm. just think about it. And I think it was at this scene or maybe it was another scene. Oh, it was it was one later. Like, we have another scene with, um, like, Val and, and all them that we can come back to. But mm-hmm. there's another scene with Donna and Kelly. Like, basically, Donna's like, our condom's really safe. Like, you know – it's kind of a weird conversation, but Kelly's like, maybe you should think about this a little bit more. Like, like don't rush into this, but she does call Kelly kind of like being a hypocrite or whatever, because Kelly's treating it with just such delicacy. Mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like that's understandable. Like Donna has had this idea in her head and this belief system her entire life. And all of a sudden in one false swoop, it's gone. So Kelly's just trying to make sure like she's really thought this through and is like taking care of the situation rather than just doing something because she feels like she's gonna lose Joe. Yeah. I mean, this is a very weird conversation between Donna, Kelly, and Claire, but like it fits so well. Like Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate, yeah, you know, Donna's asking Kelly about condoms because she's like, You're my best friend. You need to like tell me about all this stuff and Kelly being like condoms are not as safe as not doing it okay Felice but then when Claire comes in and Kelly's like well why don't you ask her she has experience which is a weird thing to say but I love Donna being like oh yeah you know safe sex birth control the major questions of the 90s Mm-hmm. and then this is where Claire admits that she thinks she's in love with Steve yeah, she's like talking she's telling them how the faculty party went and she basically is like, Yeah, my dad kind of fell in love with him last night and I think maybe I did too. And I'm like, Oh boy, like what did what exactly did it? What what did it? Was it the bullshitting? Because that's not a good thing to fall in love with. <laughs> Was it the sitting in the corner and drinking an entire pitcher of beer by himself? And just like nomming on some pistachios? It's so Weird. Like, what is going on in Donna, Kelly, and Claire's lives are so wild. Like, Claire and Steve, Donna and Joe and Ray, Kelly and Colin and Brandon. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so bizarre. But I do really, like, I really appreciate that we get, like, friend conversation. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And then, so it's, it is Thanksgiving. (laughs) I think it's hilarious that everyone is presumably up so early because Claire makes a comment about how it's too early for conversations. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I feel like unless you're making Thanksgiving dinner, you don't wake up early on Thanksgiving. No, definitely not. And yeah, it's perfect transition because Val wakes up late. And by late, we just mean 9 a.m. And she gets mad at Brandon for not waking her up when she could have just, I don't know, set an alarm. Right? But apparently David's mom came over at 7 a.m. and she's already, like, started on the stuffing. She started on her jello mold. The turkey is in the oven. And, like, because Val has overslept, she's just over the whole thing. She's like, oh, my God, you saved Thanksgiving. Like, I totally fucked this up, but you saved the day. 
Yeah, and I just have a problem with, like, when Val was, like, getting all down on herself, like, because she couldn't pull this off, you know, Sheila's trying to comfort her, and she doesn't do a great job, (laughs) because she's like, you know, maybe cooking's just not your thing, and I'm like, no, it's not that cooking is not her thing, it's that she woke up late and has never cooked Thanksgiving before, like, she could do this if you just, like, let her try. Right. But then she's like, it's okay that cooking's not your thing because you make David really happy. And I'm like, cool? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Right? Like, a woman is worth more than how she makes her partner feel. Yeah. And, like, that's supposed to be some consolation prize? Like, at to be fair, David is the consolation prize. He is not the main prize. Right. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of a weird. I was, was not into uh, this storyline. Yeah. It just, yeah. It it didn't hit with me. And there was this, like, small moment where I was like, Sheila came over at 7, Brandon let her in. She went up to Val's room, turned off her alarm, and then went back to the kitchen to make dinner. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to sabotage. I mean, because really, like, she does get mad at Brandon for not waking her up. Brandon was clearly up two hours ago. Like, yeah. I don't know. I I also know I, we have made Thanksgiving dinner once, and it was, like, you know, during the whole pandemic, it was only for the two of us. But we had, like, a plan. Yeah. You have like, to for Thanksgiving. Like, there's so many dishes going on, like, at one time that you have to mm-hmm. do. You have to have a plan. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like Brandon would have known just by existing that she should have been up earlier because a turkey takes more than three hours to cook. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Sheila saved the day. Val's over it. Everyone's happy. Because yep. we mean, skip ahead. Yeah. I mean, Val even says, like, hey, you guys can – eat the food in front of the tv after all like e- basically e- everything val wanted is now gone so she's just like whatever do what you want yeah like the conflict was resolved by val oversleeping which mm-hmm. was weird but we skip ahead you know however many hours it takes to prepare dinner thanksgiving dinner is now ready it's on the table and joe requests that somebody says grace and steve makes you know rub-a-dub-dub thanks for the grub whatever Yay, God. (laughs) And I do love Brandon being like, Steve, that's not what he meant. Yeah. But Joe says, Grace, it's adorable. Donna says, happy birthday. And then as they're starting to, like, fill their plates with everything, this is when Brandon's like, Nat's expecting us over at the peach pit for the homeless thing, which is a weird way to say to feed the homeless. Right. I don't know. The fact that he called it the homeless thing, it's like, that's a vague way to say that. And and a little insensitive, honestly. Well, and it does make David's mom feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, she's definitely triggered by this because, like, she literally was experiencing homelessness not that long ago. And at first, it, it, it does sound like at first she was going to be triggered even further you know Mm -hmm. and like kind of like maybe go have like kind of like in a shell of herself you know situation Mm -hmm. but she ultimately tells 
David that she wants to go help. Like, you know, she's very grateful and thankful for David's help all along this way. And now she wants to like give back, right? Like she wants to like pay that forward because she knows what it's, what it was like. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, is kind of the point of the holiday. So that works out. And then the last thing in this moment is that Susan calls and Val is like, oh yeah, Brandon's right here. And then Brandon's like, um, tell her that, um, I'll take it upstairs. Mm -hmm. And then we get this like excellent back and forth between Kelly and Val where, where Val's just like, you okay? And Kelly's like, oh, why wouldn't I be? And Val says, I was just trying to be nice. And then Kelly's like, do me a favor. Don't try so hard. <laughs> I just, Kelly. I love their back and forth. I just can't with the two of them. I know. And they just, they both keep it going. Neither of them will let it go. Oh, no. It's like they both have to have the last word and the last, like, witty, snide word. Yeah. And so we skip ahead again. It's after dinner, and Joe needs to go make an appearance at football team dinner because, like, he's still not back in the starting lineup, and he's still trying really hard to get his spot back. And, Mm -hmm. like, the football season is still going. Like, this is actually a whole thing that teams have Thanksgiving dinner together because they play a game on Saturday after Thanksgiving. Right. And – It's totally adorable because Steve Young is hours late for showing up to wish Joe a happy birthday. And Donna's really upset that, like, her surprise didn't work out for him. And Joe is just like, well, it's the thought that counts. And you're such a sweet person that I know that thought was, like, amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's when Steve Young shows up. And I started to realize that every time somebody pulls into the Walsh's driveway, they drive on the grass. Yeah. It's like the the turn or whatever is too hard of a an angle or something. Every time. Val does it again later, and I was just like, the man who owns this house must be so annoyed. It's like they don't swing out properly. <laughs> yeah. They just, like, F it up every single time. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so Joe gets to meet Steve Young, which is awesome, and mm-hmm. Steve has brought a an autographed football so cute adorable adorable and then I lo- I kind of love that Donna kind of like lets Joe and Steve Young have this little moment between the three of them before she's like hey you guys like Steve Young's out here like blah 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 because I like she was just trying to make it about Joe right like she mm-hmm. was like I want to make sure that you have a happy birthday so this moment is yours and then she's like, okay, we're good now. Like, let's yeah. get everybody else out here and have a good time. And have that adorable little, like, pickup game. But then right before he leaves, like, Steve Young kind of pulls Joe aside and he's like, hey, you know, I heard about what's going on in your football career. I know about the legal trouble that you might be in. And, like, you know, look, football is everything to you right now. But there is going to be a point in time where it's not going to be. So you really need to think about what you want your future to be, which is like, this is where it triggered me of like, oh my God, like Joe might think about these things and decide to break up with Donna. Yeah. And it is such an interesting conversation. I mean, now it's weird coming from a guy like Steve Young because he was a, or is 
a Hall of Fame quarterback, like, broke all sorts of records with the 49ers, like, excellent quarterback. So he hasn't really had to think about life after football, Mm -hmm. Um, at least not in the same way that a lot of college athletes end up having to do, right? Because a very, very small percentage actually go on to play in the pros and make a a lot of money. Um, But it is an interesting thought for Joe because, yeah, like so many people don't go pro. You do have to think about from a job perspective, from a reputation perspective, Mm -hmm. making connections, like all that kind of stuff. And obviously, like if you're in college athletics, like you're set up pretty well. But you still have to think about it. And it does plant the seed in Joe's head that's like, okay, yeah, if I'm missing like some games and like all the stuff, like what if it doesn't happen for me? Yeah, because he's really at like this pivotal point in his career where he's maybe got, you know, a year or two of eligibility left and he's getting benched for, you know, no fault of his own. It just so Mm -hmm. happens that, you know, Ray is a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's this idea of like, okay, well, do I transfer to another school where I can maybe get another year of playing in? Or do I, you know, focus on a career outside of football? Like this is actually a conversation that Joe needs to be having with someone. And so I kind of appreciate that they got Steve Young to come on the show and say it to him. I know. That's pretty awesome. It was like, weirdly, I was like, I'm into this. Yeah. Yeah. Like a very prolific quarterback just coming to hang out on. 90210 for a day. Right? Like, I almost feel like it would have landed better if it wasn't a Hall of Fame quarterback who, like, yeah, didn't have a great career in the pros, but then so many fewer people would have gotten it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, so Steve Young has to leave because he had plans of his own this day. He's not going to spend all this time playing pickup football with a bunch of 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes to the peach pit so that they can feed the homeless with Nat. And basically all I got out of this scene is that, you know, Donna says again, she's like, look, I I don't know what to tell you, Kelly. I have decided to have sex with Joe and it's going to happen. And Kelly says that she has changed her mind and she is on board about it. But I feel like Donna is like kind of talking too much. Like she still wants somebody to talk her out of it. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, so nervous about it and so, like, she's, like, overthinking it so much. She's almost like, give me a reason, a real reason that I shouldn't do it. Yeah, but (laughs) Kelly has changed her mind about this, and I think it, like, you know, kind of has that parallel because then Brandon comes in and is like, you know, we're about done, but, like, what do you want to do now? And Kelly's Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't want to go home. So Brandon invites her over to his empty house to watch movies together. But it's interesting that Kelly's like, I'll drive myself. Like, she'll go to an empty house and stay up late and watch movies with him alone. But she won't ride in his car with him. (laughs) Well, but she very specifically says, I'll follow you, Mm -hmm. which kind of makes me think that, like, Okay, they're talking about the car, but, like, if he made a move on her, I don't think Mm. she'd say no. Yeah, agreed. That's a good point. Yeah. And so, you know, we're kind of setting this up where, like, Kelly's going to be with Brandon and Donna is going to be with Joe. And we find out that Val went back to campus with David where he's, like, being real sweet, giving her a shoulder massage, thanking her for – you know, letting his mom have Thanksgiving, which, like, she didn't, but okay, whatever. 
And then David even confirms. He's like, yeah, I mean, Brandon and Kelly are totally going to bang it out while we're all over here. Mm-hmm. But then it gets really weird because Val asks David to make love to her. And he's like, Ugh. there's nothing else that I'd want to do. I'm like, you are full of turkey. <laughs> Take a nap. It's just, I, I don't know. They're trying to make it really cute, but something about Val looking at David and being like, make love to me. I just don't love make love to me. Like, I don't, never I have don't, I ever wanted to hear or say make love. <laughs> There's something gross about it. I don't. Right? And it's that's just, supposed to be, like, the nicest way to say it. I'm like, fuck you, English language. Like, there right? has to be something better. Right? Like, just... I it feels like it's a weird way to be like sex is gross and weird, but making love is romantic. Yeah, right, just, right. It just I don't like it. Mm-mm. Yeah, like it hits me the exact opposite. I'm like making love sounds weird. Sex yeah. sounds like a normal thing you do with somebody. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, they shut the lights, fade to black, we go away, and I never want to think about it again. I'm also still really against how David and Val's sexual relationship has evolved. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot get over how that happened last episode. Right, right. It just makes me mad. And then we go over to the Walsh house because we have to see how this plays out, if they're actually going to do it or not. And it's a really weird conversation because Brandon asked Kelly what happened between them. Like, we don't remember six months ago that Dylan is what happened and Kelly made out with him repeatedly and then Brandon tried to entrap her in an engagement. Like, mm -hmm. they say, like, oh, I guess we could chalk it up to bad timing. I'm like, no, that's not what it was at all. Yeah, like, timing was never really the issue. Y'all dated for, like, a year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she cheats on you. Like, that's what happened. Their memories are so short. It's like, it's like, she, it's like, okay, so Brandon forgot Kelly being like, I chose me, but also forgot her chasing him to Palm Springs to be like, I said I wouldn't marry you. I didn't say I would, didn't want to still date. Right. And oh, well, now he's like, what happened? As if he didn't have the opportunity to pick this back up if he had wanted to. Well, and then she makes the comment that choosing between him and Dylan would have ruined their friendship. And I was like, yeah, let's keep talking about that. Remember when you made Dylan choose between people and it ruined a friendship? And by the way, Brandon, that was your sister? Mm-hmm. Like, y'all, like, I'm sorry, but the way that they fell apart was not bad timing or, like, an honorable way to end a relationship. Like, it was bad. But they agree to do the honorable thing and not have sex with each other. And then they're just, like, so self-righteous and, like, proud of themselves about it. Yeah, it's like they're trying to – they're just trying to say they're going to do the honorable thing so that they don't do the dishonorable thing. But then they're like, oh, look at us. We're being so good. It's like – you know, like, to if you really wanted to be good, you wouldn't have to try this hard to be good. Like, yeah. You wouldn't have to have a conversation to talk yourselves out of it. Exactly. Like, you would just be good. You would just be like, 
you would have never invited her over to watch movies alone with you. Like, you would just stay away. You also wouldn't have to make comments about how she should lock her door. Right. Like, it's no. It's so funny because they're like, we're going to do the right thing. And then they're going to sit there in that self-satisfaction, but also with the knowledge that they both totally would do it. Yeah. But they've just agreed not to. Exactly. And literally, like, you know, I kind of want to skip ahead to the next morning with them because, like, the stuff at the beach apartment kind of feels like a separate conversation. But, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, the next morning they're literally, like, patting themselves on the back for not doing it. They're like, oh, man, we made it through the night without having sex. And then they mouth kiss passionately like i'm sorry if somebody kisses me like that that is romantic a hundred percent it was like they kissed each other as a reward for not sleeping with each other yeah i don't know i I, again i i always go back to this because i don't know if it was just a thing back in the 90s to like kiss your friends on the mouth but like i don't think i've ever kissed anybody like, just because, like, I'm trying to say this the right way, because obviously, like, I've definitely kissed, like, my girlfriends on the cheek or the head or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think of any other person I've ever kissed on the lips that wasn't the person I was dating. And I can't think of any. No. It's like, just, it never occurred to me, like, mm, yeah, like, let's kiss on the mouth. Friendly. Like, yeah. Like, I've drunk made out with people, but... I also was not in a committed relationship with somebody else at the time. Yeah, that's my point. It's like, I don't know. Maybe we just, like, treat kissing differently than kissing was treated 30 years ago. You know, like, I've always treated kissing as, like, no, that's the thing you do with the person you're with. Or even if it is, like, a drunk kiss or whatever, like, drunk makeout or whatever, it's still, like, the point like, mm-hmm. it's not just like, oh, okay, bye, see you later. Mwah. Like, it's, no, there, there's a point to this. <laughs> like, yeah, if if we, like, finished podcasting and we're like, all right, see you later, and just, like, mouth kissed, I feel like I would be in shock. I'd be like, what just happened here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I want to know who in the writer's room or, like, behind the camera was like, you know what's a good idea? <laughs> I mean, it's all a soap opera. I get what's happening because they kiss and then they hug. And the hug is very platonic. Like, it is very yeah. clearly a platonic hug. But this is when Val gets back from spending the night with David and is just, like, lurking outside the door watching them. Dude, her face when she gets out of the car and sees Kelly's car. Yeah. Like, she's just like, oh. Like, she's, like, lighting up like a Christmas tree. She is so excited. Like, girl can't help it. I mean, I got to be honest. This is the messiness that I am here for, and I cannot wait until next week when she is just like, I have this on you, and I am going to ruin your mm-hmm. fucking life. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I look forward to that. I just love Val's approach to Kelly. Just be nice to me or else. <laughs> yes. Right? I can't wait. I cannot wait. Because, like, I genuinely think she just – hates kelly oh yeah but like but she loves messing with her more than she like actually hates her 
You know what I mean? It's like she's just so invested in like watching Kelly squirm or mess up. She's like, oh, you're a messy bitch. I'm going to grasp onto this. So I feel like I pick up so much more animosity from Kelly toward Val than Mm -hmm. I do from Val to Kelly. Because I feel like Val kind of just wanted to be friends. And Kelly's just been a bitch for mostly no reason. Yeah. no, For a lot of the time. And the thing is, like, because of the kind of person that Kelly is, if Val brings up that this happened to Colin, Colin's going to believe her. Mm, 100%. Like, no, I feel like Kelly is, yeah, just being a bitch. And Val is kind of like in self-preservation mode, but like does have that messiness in her and cannot help herself. Mm-hmm. And she just like finds it fun. Like I think oh, she genuinely sure. gets enjoyment out of this. Yeah. No, I think she loves to stir the pot and I cannot wait for it. And I'm I'm just happy. I like it's like that uh clip from Keeping Up with the Kardashians where Kim Kardashian like peeks around from a plant. <laughs> like yep. that's me right now. I'm like, mm, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Elsewhere. We've got a couple final scenes here, um, both at the beach apartment. So it's Steve and Claire first. Um he Steve is just basically like gloating about his precious life because he <laughs> traded passes with Steve Young and quips with the faculty laureates or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this dude, he just he stays winning. Like he he he's feels up lose. Yeah, like even when he loses, he wins. Yeah, and like Claire is like, "Oh my god, I'm so proud of you. You do have an amazing life." And then she pins him with her honor society pin, which that is sweet. Like everything that Steve has said, I do not care about. But Claire being like, this is really important to me and giving it to him and pinning it on him and then him kissing her. I was like, okay, I'm I am here for this. Yeah, I don't mind them. Um, And like the fact that Claire says that she really believes in him and things like that. It's like she's she's trying to appeal to his good side because Mm -hmm. she genuinely thinks there's something good there like he he doesn't have to be all bluster and he doesn't have to like be this or have this facade or like whatever he could just be real because claire feels like like that's a good thing yeah no it's they're cute and i didn't expect to be as on board with them and like i don't know i have no idea if this is gonna last or not i really have no like I don't have a finger on the pulse that is stare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of into it. Like if they want to just like date for the rest of the season and just like be cool, give Steve something to do that isn't getting arrested and then getting away with it because he's a white boy. Like I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah. Just give him a little bit of normalcy. Yeah. And then outside Donna and Joe are like hanging out on the balcony and she says she wants to be with him tonight. And starts, like, you know, kissing him and being, like, you know what I mean, right? Which, yeah, like, and he takes a really, really long time to say what he's going to say. But he's just, like, oh, I'm so crazy about you. Like, you're going to 
I'm afraid you're going to change your mind. And like, like he takes forever, <clears throat> takes forever to say these words. But finally he gets out that he doesn't believe in premarital sex. And she's just like, she literally just is like, what? <laughs> I love that. She's like, you're not going to believe this. I don't either. And then he's like, you literally just tried to sleep with me. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, no, no, no. That was because I thought I was going to lose you. And if I were Joe, I've been like, girl, what? <laughs> right? I'm mean, like, I think we need to have a talk about, like, mm. your self-confidence. Like, you thought you were going to lose me because you didn't sleep with me, not because your abusive ex-boyfriend is suing me. Right. Exactly. If I stuck around for that, man. Right? But no. He says he doesn't believe in premarital sex. She says she doesn't believe in premarital sex. And I love these two virgins. Mm-hmm. They're very sweet. And that is why I think that this court thing is going to go so badly and the only way to save Joe is going to be to get him away from Donna. And I'm mm-hmm. upset about it, but I'm I'm doing pretty good on my predictions right now. Took me two and a half years to figure it out, but I think I got the show figured out. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that was a, a Thanksgiving episode. That was a an episode with mention of turkey. <laughs> so do you have a quote of the week? Um, yes, it was Steve's prayer. Okay. <laughs> just just gonna reveal it because like I would never yeah. have guessed that. He, when he was like, was it, hold on, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, yay God. Like, talk about a man who has never prayed in his whole life. <laughs> I love ending it with yay God. I know, just yay. Yeah, because the only other thing I would have guessed was when Kelly, Claire, and Donna are talking and Donna says, safe sex, birth control, you know, the major questions of the 90s. I mean, Because yeah. I just... It always makes me laugh when shows like 90210 or Buffy or whatever are talking about like how the 90s are so progressive. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, it fits. It's of the time. I'm just like, I don't know. It feels like a very like time capsule piece of a show and I'm so into it. For sure. What about you, Mary? Do you have a moment? Um. Yeah, I think I really think my moment of the week was also going to be my guess for quote. And it's just Steve making that gooey, wide eyes, like, um, like what is it, like puppy dog eyes emoji face and just being like, you really believe in me to Claire? Aww. Because like, if that isn't all he's ever wanted out of anyone in his entire life and fuck the rest of what he does, but that's really sweet. For sure. Well, and who knows? Maybe if he had a better upbringing and his parents had more faith in him and they didn't, you know, treat him like his dad does, maybe he'd be a different person. Sometimes all it takes is just someone to believe in you. I mean, think about Gilmore Girls with, like, Rory always believing in Jess. Like, he, it takes him a while and, you know, he ends up getting it done without her. But still, he, like, ends up writing a book. And Rory's like, I knew you could do it. Like, she li- like when he shows it to her, that's, like, the sweetest thing. Because she's like, I knew, I knew if you just, like, 
put your thoughts, you know, on paper. You could totally do this. You have such a great brain. Like she immediately went to like complimenting him and reassuring him that she believes in him. And this is the same thing. Like Claire, like giving Steve such validation with that is just nobody, probably nobody has ever told him that, you know? God. I'm just like thinking back at like her little honor society key thing and she's just like I'm giving this to you because you deserve it because you've worked hard and you've proven that you're smart and Mm -hmm. you can do stuff and like gosh Claire it's like she's my favorite person right now (laughs) for real like I do like her a lot I want her to affirm me (laughs) (laughs) don't we all Right. I, I need her to affirm me because if she'd be on the other side of me, she'd be too smart and like tear me down. Right. Right. At the same uh, time, I would also take that option. Like <laughs> she can like she can prove to me that I'm dumb or she can build me up and call me smart, preferably like one and then the other. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I really didn't expect to be so on board with Steve and Claire, and yet here we are. Here we are. I'm honestly, I'm kind of on board with pretty much every relationship right now. Susan mm-hmm. and Brandon, Joe and Donna, uh, Claire and Steve. I don't really care about Val and David, and I don't. I, I really don't care about Colin and Kelly, but that's fine. I think there's a difference though, and like just not really caring and but still being cool with it like it still fits right like mm-hmm. weirdly val and david and kelly and colin work they're just not interesting you know yeah. like i think there's just opportunity there for some future weirdness so mm-hmm. i'll be looking forward to that for mm-hmm. sure which is an amazing segue to whatever next week's episode is next week we have season six episode 13 courting Okay, so it's Joe's court date. Oh, I'm nervous. Ooh, and Rose Court stuff. Ooh, I hope so. Could be could be either or both. Oh my gosh, Shauna is going to be so busy. <laughs> well, we'll find out next week. And until then, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at back to podcast. You can also shoot us over an email of any of your thoughts, questions, comments, or concerns at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to go into your podcast app and rate, review, subscribe, share it with your friends and family. All those things really help us get seen and build a community and provide a better product for you. And if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the show. So until next week, from all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm a giant pasta poster. I'm Brandon's famous bourbon sweet potatoes. And I believe in you. Bye. Bye. See ya.